Right now, it's time for History Matters. Looking back at this week in history with the one and only Scott Washington, historian extraordinaire, who joins us in the studio, as always, on Thursday morning. Hello, how are you? Well, good. We've dodged another storm here Yes. in the uh, southeast, which is always a good thing. Or at so. least our part of the southeast, yes, at the very right. least. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, not, not, not Florida, but we, we did. And uh, that's a good thing. It's incredible. Like, we wake up this morning and it's gorgeous, but, like, we know how storms track. Like, just a little bit of, sh- of a shift. Right. And it would have been a totally different story. Like, you know the the people in, like, Chatham County Schools and Durham County Schools are going to be getting texts and calls and <laughs> tweets and emails all day. Like, why did you cancel school? It's beautiful out. But, like, you don't know until don't know. you know, right? Hey, like, you got to okay make that to hard decision. The, the safe side of things. Right. That's okay. Um, well, this is one of those weeks in history that, you know, especially when we we all were hoping that things would turn out better, and they did, uh, which is good for this area. Uh, sometimes we have a dream that that would happen. Well, of course, this marks the 70th anniversary of Martin Luther King's uh, speech on uh, the steps of the Lincoln Memorial uh, in Washington, D.C., where he gave this speech, I Have a Dream. Yeah. Now, the interesting thing is, of course, just a few months earlier, it, he was in obscurity. He had gone to Birmingham uh, to organize uh, people there. And you know, we remember in 1954, the Montgomery strike. But here it is, it's going into the 60s. Some people are beginning to think he's just a has-been. He, this doesn't make any difference. He's arrested, put in jail, and he begins to write. And he writes furiously. And he passes notes out. And people on the outside, his group of people, begin to put them together and realize this is a tremendous kind of a, uh, an epistle about what he's doing. It becomes known as the letter from the Birmingham jail. It's published nationwide. That begins the groundswell of recognition of what this is about in a more formal way. And, of course, uh, leads to August. Um, and, uh, uh, of course, Bernard uh, uh, Bayard Rustin was a great uh, driver in that and organizer of that because he had been in the uh, scene what had happened in Britain in 1958 with the peace movement. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, you know, the peace symbol is there. And he comes back and says, we should do something like that here. Yep. So, uh, you know, this is a g- great week to think about it. But, you know, I was thinking not only did he have a dream that we all have latched onto and said, yes, something bigger than ourselves. Um, and I think of uh, some other people here. Uh, in fact, on this, that was uh, August 28th, uh, 1963, when Martin Luther King gave that speech. And should mention before you yeah. before you move on, like really highlighting Bayard Rustin's uh, role oh in gosh. organizing yes. the March on Washington, which yes. there's going to be a movie coming out about Rustin later really? on this fall, which oh, is wonderful. he's finally getting his due. He was kind yes. of a, an obscure figure in the civil rights movement That's for right. the longest time, kind of pushed behind the scenes, partly because he was gay, yes. and now finally getting b- brought back yes. out and, and getting his due. And should That's mention right. the historical marker in downtown Chapel Hill, recognizing right. the, the original Freedom Riders from That's 48 right. who got arrested uh, for challenging school bus, segrega- or bus segregation. That's right. Uh, and that included Bayard Rustin. And went on trial at the Orange County Courthouse in Chapel Hill, the 1845 uh, uh, Courthouse. And uh, so th- there's a lot of history that connects us to this era, and it's a good thing uh, as well. Um, Another thing that happens on that same day, August 28th, 1974, um, is when there is a vote to organize um, at a uh, textile plant uh, led by a real-life Norma Ray, 
uh, whose name was Crystal Lee Sutton. Mm. And uh, here, all she had was a dream of better working conditions. And at the point when uh, the textile firm was very much opposed to this, were firing everyone, she even got fired for attempting to organize, then comes back, restated, and uh, she is successful in organizing that plant. And the movie is based on that uh, that experience. So nice. the real life, and her papers are at the Elements Community College in Burlington, a uh, real life uh, person who had a dream of a better life. And just like Bayard Rustin, and just like Martin Luther King. Uh, another one that comes up uh, this week is uh, uh, from World War II, Nancy Wake, uh, born in 1912. This is not a name we're terribly familiar with, but she was one of the most decorated women in World War II because uh, she was born in New Zealand. Uh, she goes to Europe. She's uh, glamorous. She's uh, talented. She's smart. And she actually interviews Hitler, sees what's going to come, uh, rejects that. She moves to France, marries a wealthy financier. We have thought, well, she lives happily ever after. No. When the Nazis invade France, she and her husband go to work, and she becomes a decorated spy, uh, helps lead, lead 7,000 missions before Normandy, and helps 1,000 uh, servicemen uh, escape uh, who are captured. And uh, the, she was like the most wanted person of the, uh, of the Nazis in France with a mm. huge ransom on her head. She never gets captured. She's known as the code name the White Mouse. But uh, she lives to be almost 100 and really remarkable. Uh, to know that there are people who just stood up, who had wealth and privilege and said, no, what's wrong is wrong and what's right is right. And if you do the right thing, you can never go wrong. <laughs> Maybe that's the right way to put it. What do you even talk to Hitler about? <laughs> if you're doing an interview, <laughs> well, like... I, I'm sure it was with an open mind, but then it was very quick, quickly seeing, well, what's going on here? What? How? There, there are certain people you just like don't interview, right? No, like, no. Well, not, to, not to disparage really everything early. that she did after that, That's you know, right. saving all of the lives and uh, everything. Yes, exactly. I'm sorry, I got, I got fixated <laughs> on that for a second. I know exactly. How did that happen? And what was? I would love to see the transcript of that. Uh, uh, I'm fine not seeing the transcript well, of that. Well, me too. Actually. That's actually yeah. that's true. There's, <laughs> there, there I don't think I'm going to glean anything right. from the well, transcript. The most of important that, thing is not the interview. Is the, the lives that, that she, she saved later. Led, yes, well, it yes. also led to her absolute uh, resistance uh, to that and saying no and, and having no kind of accommodation for it. And uh, her only regret, she was interviewed later. They said, what do you have in your country? She said, her only regret was she didn't kill more Nazis. Yeah, that is a very good <laughs> there line. There you go. There, yeah. I, I hope that would yeah, would, that's good. That's would, good. Would at least yeah. bring you some uh, uh, comfort. Um, all right, another one is uh, in 1842. We're just skipping all over the years here. Uh, born on September uh, 1st, and uh, her name is Elizabeth Harrison. Um, she uh, is an American educator, uh, was born in Kentucky. She grows up. And then she moves to Chicago. She gets wind of this uh, German movement called the Kindergarten. And she says, what is this? Realize it's about teaching young children and becomes the foremost leader in bringing that kindergarten movement to the United States, including the idea that, well, children were people. They were valuable. Mm -hmm. And so as we begin school years and as uh, parents bring their kids to preschools or daycares, just know that here's a person who looked thoughtfully at that time and said, you know, I have a dream that these kids uh, can grow up to be participating adults and that they are vital, active 
people right now in their own minds. Speaking so, with uh, Scott Washington, we've got time for two more. Go okay. for it. Well, I'm going to tell you a funny one. It happens on September 3rd, 1967. And it's funny because it's amazing it happened, and it's amazing everybody complied. In Sweden, they decided to switch from driving on the left side of the road to the right side yeah. of the road. <laughs> and at 6 a.m., everybody switched, and I thought, what, there's no reports of accidents? No, everybody did it, which is kind of incredible. This is actually really interesting how this worked, right? <laughs> I guess they had a dream of driving on the... Wouldn't it be fun to drive on the other side of the road? <laughs> also, 6 a.m. is an interesting time to do that. Like, you yes. think 3 a.m. or something right. where there's, so like, nobody they're at all. On the, they're driving on the left side and say, Hans, look, it's, the, it's 6. <laughs> Get to the other side. Maybe it was also the cars were engineered with the, the steering wheels i don't know well, the, well oh god that's the other thing like you because if you're driving changes. on the if you're driving on the left right. side of the road like you're usually the the yeah. steering wheels on the right like so they're not changing their cars so oof. uh maybe that's that's worthy of more uh research which is why history is so fascinating. I, okay, I did not think about this. Now I'm wondering, like, did did vehicle sales spike in Sweden that year as people are switching? Did they have to re-engineer their... Right, yeah. and we don't see a lot of... I haven't found anything that suggests there were lots of public protests. It was accepted. It's like, wow, that means a society can sh shift on a dime if it needs to and if it wants to and if it's maybe it was just a sense of humor well let's try it on the sure, other side sure why not yeah. I've always wanted to drive and see that <laughs> side <laughs> uh, what's going on okay last one alright last one um, I think this would be alright well uh, this is around the same coming back to um, uh, the real Norman Ray um, and mm. this is how change can happen in 1980 in Poland uh, on August 31st is when Solidarity, that movement started. Lech Walesa, who eventually becomes, of course, uh, the president of Poland, uh, leading to uh, Poland's freedom, um, is the person where things aren't working right. And people say, we've got to organize. And it goes across uh, grounds. It goes across, uh, uh, there's not just a narrow segment. It's educated, it's young, it's old. People said, wait a minute, we want something better. We have a dream of a better world. And uh, wherever that dream exists, uh, change can happen and make our lives better. And that's why history matters. Scott Washington, as always, thank you so much. Thank you.